Welcome to Story Over Everything with Edward Atwell and Chaz Reed. What's going on, everybody? This is Aaron Edward Atwell from Edward Atwell Films, recording live from Schoolies Bar and Billiards here in Sanford, North Carolina, with Chaz Reed, my co-host. What's happening, Chaz? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Just, oh. just had a victorious day here at um that's <laughs> cool. Come on man. Keep it professional, alright? <clears throat> Excuse me. Keep it professional. What's going on everybody? There we go. You're too much, man. <laughs> alright, so you know let me go over what's uh what's been happening in my world this week. I turned that off. I don't need all of it. Just a little bit. Um, did a wedding this past weekend. Uh, was pretty standard wedding. No reception though. Just straight up prep ceremony. Then they went out to eat. Uh, I got home early, ate tacos, and then uh, started a vlog. Been busy editing. Got a couple videos done this week. Got two videos done this week. And uh, and that's pretty much it. It's just been in the editing suite. That's it. Mm. What about you? Um, this weekend, what did I do? I don't know. You had, you had two weddings, didn't you? This past weekend? No, you had the daycare shoot. Yeah, I had the daycare right. shoot. Um, yeah, so that ended up turning into a two-piece interview. I'm going to have to go back um, November 2nd. The owner, she wasn't quite ready to be on camera. So um, I uh, I just re- did a reschedule for the second part shoot. She wants me to get the school age kids. I didn't get out of school until like 3 o'clock. So I go back and get that. But it was pretty cool, you know. Watching little kids, man, they're um they're very curious to say the least. Yeah, that's for sure. I got five of them, so Yeah. Um but it went well. Um wedding went smooth, no complaints about that. I got um I got a wedding Saturday and a wedding Sunday coming up. Mm. But they're both just straight highlights, so. Got a back-to-back? Yeah. Is that the one I'm helping you with? Um, no, that's not this weekend. No, that's not this week. You told got you, two I, back-to-backs? I told you I got like three back-to-backs. Jeez. Yeah. So the one you're helping me with, it's next week. Yeah. But I got two this weekend, Saturday Dang. and Sunday. Both highlights, both in Raleigh, so I'm cool with that. Um, that's not too bad. Yeah. So I'll be packing a book bag. That's it. I don't think I'm going to light anything either. I'm going to um. You gonna simplify? Packing. Yeah, I'm simplifying, man. Good. I like to hear that, man. Yeah. I like to hear that. So, uh, I forgot to mention a couple things. Uh, the first oh, wow. was, uh, well, I guess it's really kind of the same thing, but Love Stories TV. Mm. Um, just got oh, another yeah. video featured, uh, which was cool. And then I spoke with, I can't remember her name, somebody over there. But Rachel. They, maybe. Possibly. I thought it was Alicia, maybe. I know Rachel is like in charge of it. It used She's to be another chick, but she just left not a couple months ago. Rachel's the founder, isn't she? Um, She's like the boss, I thought. I thought she was in charge of the video section. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, either way, so we got another video feature on the YouTube, Instagram, um, but also got an email saying that they are featuring me for their monthly newsletter that they send out to 20,000 brides. Or potential brides. Um, so, man, that was cool. It was cool to hear that. You know, her to contact me, say they love my work, um, and wanted to put me in their monthly newsletter. So I was like, that's dope. 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely put me in that. Absolutely. Um, you need to take that? Mm-hmm. Oh, you good? Okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the other thing that I wanted to share with everybody. Um, so you know, some hard work and dedication. You can get some recognition, which is pretty cool. So I mean, that was probably the shortest introduction we've done uh, at four minutes and 40 seconds. But, you know, it's just been kind of busy. Yeah. Nothing really new, new happening except the love story stuff. Um, had a bunch of inquiries, a bunch of emails go out or texts. I text, I don't know, I think eight people yesterday, two, that, two today. That's dope. Had a call today. Um, but yeah, everything's going pretty well. You know, gearing up for that winter season. Mm. Trying to get on my editing in the, you know, in the past and just move forward. And then my plan is um, hopefully to finish my edits by next week, in the next week. And then just use this whole November, December, just go after some business work because yeah. I do that also. So you don't have any weddings in November, December? I've got one in November and I'm helping you on one, but yeah. I don't, uh, the one I've got is just a highlight. Yeah. So that's just, that's, you know, we're talking about a couple hours of work, so that's no big deal. Right. Um, yeah. What else you got, man? Yeah. You got any, how many weddings you got left? Surprisingly, um, I have, I have. I have about six weddings left this this year. Gosh, people are having late weddings. Um, the first wedding I ever second shot for was a wedding in Charlotte, um, and it was on New Year's Eve. I thought that was very uncommon. Mm. And then, lo and behold, two years later, I get booked for a wedding on New Year's Eve. Do you charge extra for New Year's Eve? No, because um, this particular wedding they're holding um, it's different because they're holding a two a two part wedding. So. Okay, so the like a normal half, thing, and then yeah. were they doing something at like at the ball drop stuff? Um, kind of sort of. They're gonna, they're gonna, their reception is gonna be tied into another part, to where it rolls over into New Year's, mm. but they're having a, a smaller reception prior to. So I think I'm pretty much filming like the prep, um, the ceremony. I think the ceremony's at like ten in the morning. What? Yeah, that's gonna on, be a long day New for them. New Year's Eve. And um, gee, what is? Um. Then the uh, reception, I want to say the reception, I might be wrong on my times, but I think the reception is like scheduled for like one, one or three or something like that. Yeah. But it's a small reception. Like I said, then they're going to go to another spot later on that day, but I'm not filming that part of the reception. So you're just doing the first two parts? Yeah. And then the third part, they hire somebody else? Or yeah. Just, okay. They, actually, they um, they inquire with one of the guys that I, matter of fact, the guy I second shot with um, Saturday. They hit him up to, um, yeah. <laughs> Keep going, sorry, I didn't they, interrupt, They hit man. him up to um, do the reception part, and he was asking how much I charged, and I was like, you know, I told him whatever, but, um, yeah, I got a lot of back-to-back weddings. Again, like I always said, excuse me, I hate when I book them, but I always do. I don't, I don't really know why. Yeah, I try not to book those just because, yeah, I mean, if I can help it. But then, you know, if somebody comes with, you know, $3,500, then... I can't turn it down. It's hard to turn down money. Right. <laughs> yeah, but if you come in with 1000 I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. Or especially the people, like, I had a, an inquiry today, um, and she was like 800 and I was like, I can't even leave my neighborhood for $800. $800, I can kindly refer you to somebody else. Yeah, which, I mean, you know, I don't want to down people charging $800 because right. everybody has a spot. Right. Um, you know, if you're new or if this is a hobby, um, you know, or maybe your work is, you know, you still got some, some ways to go. Uh, 
but for eight hundred dollars, which is weird because there was a time in my life where I probably would have filmed three or four weddings for eight hundred dollars. Right. And I would have I would have thought I was doing well. Right. But those times have thankfully passed. Yeah. Um, quick news break. Uh, we got a guy over here playing darts. He just got triple ones. Don't know what that means, but he's seemed kind of upset about it. So, but. Let's put that it, out there. I thought it was a good thing. I have, I have no clue. Rogue One. I feel like it's the lowest score, so I don't know. When I play darts, it's like bowling, man. I'm throwing that dart as fast as possible. Yeah, I'm trying to split it open. Bust that thing open. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, dude. So what I wanted to uh, <clears throat> uh, chat a little about a little bit about today. Uh, we get we do got some user questions, um, but about simplifying your gear. Um, so as you know, I got a new camera lately, Sony A7 III. And uh, it's been good to me. But what I've noticed is now going to weddings, I'm trying to use all my cameras. Mm. So, whereas usually I use one camera, and then for the ceremony, I'll use a couple others. But I keep getting this feeling like, ah, oh, man, maybe this other camera will work better. Mm. Or like, you know, maybe I should include some of this other stuff because it's yeah. like an emotional attachment, you know? I feel right, like they're my right, friends, right, and I want, right, right. I want them to get some attention too. Like, I gotta use this. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Which kind of brings me, you know, to my, to one of my main points is that that's dumb. Somebody just broke something out here. We're at Schoolies Bar and Grill, or Bar and Billiards, if, if you didn't hear. Um, so there may be some background noise, but you might hear something cool going on. <laughs> He's upset about chicken salad. Yeah, chicken salad is weird. It tastes like wet dog. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, what I was saying is that you see this a lot. Uh, with people who are obsessed with gear um, is the feeling that just because they have the piece that they need to use it um, instead of so let me I'll break it down um, so story is over everything story is the boss um, heard a guy one time explain it that story is king and everything else serves the king the king doesn't the story doesn't serve the gear the gear should serve the story so if if it doesn't make sense or it's not necessary for the story and then I don't need to use that piece of gear right um, which this like I said these past couple weddings when I've you know now I've got so many cameras and I'm out here thinking like could I set up like a fifth camera right. like should I run a GoPro too right I've got three GoPros so I mean maybe I should maybe I should just run like an eight camera setup right but that's just that doesn't really help my story right uh, that just causes extra work and extra stress um, yeah, so I just I want to you know go back to my roots. I want to simplify the whole the whole gear. So what I'm going to do is next time this backpack right here, my next wedding this weekend, everything I'm bringing is going in that backpack. That's what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah, this hey, backpack. It's going to be this A7 III right here, sitting on this table. Mm -hmm. It's going to be my GoPro, mm -hmm. and it's going to be my Panasonic for my safety cam and the ceremony. Oh, you taking more than me then? That's it. I'm only taking um I'm taking A7S2 and my um A6500 mm. and I'm only taking A6500 for my gimbal work and a safety camera during a ceremony. Yeah, well I've got to deliver a full ceremony. Oh, see, yeah. You so know what? I think I do too. I need to look at that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make sure because if if I don't, then I'm not even gonna bring the extra one. I'm just bringing the I'm, one. I'll always bring an extra just because. I'll have the extra in my car. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna bring it into the wedding. Oh, okay, makes sense. Um. Yeah, I always think it's smart to bring all of my stuff and leave it in the trunk. Cause you never, like, if I'm chilling, you know, hanging out over here, everybody's dancing, having a good time, and I drop this and it busts and they're about to do like 
toast. I need something quick. I've definitely had a camera drop and bust. <laughs> well, not the camera busted, but my 85 busted. Yeah. So that was yeah. a C100, right? Yeah, it was a C100. So guys, just a tidbit: don't, um, don't lean monopods against the walls anywhere um, with your cameras on them, because um, things do happen. Yeah, that's one of the best things. Probably one of my favorite pieces of gear is my, I still don't know how to say it, Saruri, Suri. The one with the locking legs? Yeah, the one yeah. with the, the tripod, or not the tripod, the monopod with the feet. That wasn't even the one I was using. I have one. Why didn't you use it? Um, because, so the reason why I don't use it, I only use it for when I'm solo shooting and I have to have an angle during, um, so 95% of the time, I'm gonna use that monopod during my ceremony, yeah. right in the middle of the aisle. Right. And I'm gonna use it during the speeches. It's right. gonna be the camera that's locked on the um, the couple. But I have a Manfrotto monopod, the fluid head one, um, mm -hmm. that I use majority of the day. Right. Because I'm, I'm With very no feet? used to it. No, it has feet, but it's on a ball head. Okay. So it's just smooth, it doesn't lock or anything. And, um. I use that about 90% of the day. And this particular, I was at a venue. I was at a, um, I think it was like a Marriott or something. And you know how the walls I have, similar to this wall behind me, where it has a piece that comes out, it's mm -hmm. flattened and it has a piece that comes out. Like the molding here? No, like this. Oh, the, the little notch in the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. notch in the wall. I leaned up against that. Mm. You would think that'd be safe. If it's in the corner, you would think so. Right, but the thing was, the lens was in the corner, so the weight of the camera was in the back. Gotcha. And that's what twisted when I was walking away, and I heard it crash, and it was people looking at me, and I had to play it cool, <laughs> like I didn't care. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's nothing, man. But that's just extra gear. truth be told, I think I had that 85 for like two days. It was new. It was new. You haven't even got a chance to break it in yet. I was breaking it in at that wedding. <laughs> Have and you got I, another one yet? Yeah, I've been got another one, absolutely. Because, you know, once you see the 85, it's like, yeah, I got to get it. The 85 is my lens, man. There's yeah. something about, like, it's in between. So it's, of course, a portrait lens. But there's something about, like, you can get kind of close, but it still forces perspective right. like you're in a distance. Right. And that's my whole thing. Yeah. Like, that's why I charge money that I charge. Yeah. It's because it gives the sense that, you know, like I'm out of the action, but my lens is inside the action. Right. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah, too yeah. close. It's yeah. not like, yeah. you know, I'm not looking like at people's teeth and up their nose and stuff like that. I know I was um I was on my 35 this past weekend. Man, that 35, it lets you get super close. I didn't know it let me get that close while, you know, still focusing. Yeah, like closer than we are. Like super close. Right. And I was telling, I forgot who I was shooting with, but I was telling them, I was like, um, yeah, I'm not going to breathe because I don't remember what I ate before I shot here. And I don't want you to smell my breath and talk smack. That's too but close. I was like super close. That's way like, too close. And I, I really like that, you know, like, um, because, you know, 35 is so wide. And when you get close on the wide lens, it like gives you a crazy feel to things. It does. And um, so I was having fun with that. But um, yeah, on the on the subject of simplifying gear, man, like you were saying, I have I think six cameras. Good and when gracious. I go to a wedding, I'm setting up um, about four. But when I was driving here to come meet you to. Um, beat you down in pool. Well, that's um, not verified. We'll have to see. We'll have to recount. 
<laughs> when I was dropping here, I realized that my packages, um, they have the, the amount of cameras I'm going to shoot on. Mm. And I've kind of avoided that. Like, I didn't think about it anymore. Yeah. Why would you put that on there? Well, you know, it 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 um it gives you the um, it's like perceived value. Perceived value. It's a good word to add in my mouth. Yeah, it's I see what my, you mean. You know, to the to the client, even though it's nothing to us. You know, it's just a camera on a tripod. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. But, but to but, them, um, it's like now I can charge oh, you more money. Man, yeah, you gonna bring four cameras? Oh, yeah. What they do? Yeah, I communicate differently with my couples. They right. love my work, and I just make it cost a lot. Right. So um. <laughs> So with that, I was um, I was realizing, man, that I I kind of do a little bit too much for some of the couples. So um, like these weddings, I got these these doubles that I got this weekend and next weekend. It's just strictly highlights. Yeah. So it's one camera. It's gonna be I'm gonna have it on a a strap. Probably like excuse me. Probably not even on a monopod. It's gonna be on a camera strap. Mm-hmm. Um, with my Rode Video Micron Pro on, on, on top. And my backup would be, like I said, it's just for gimbal and that secondary camera during the ceremony and the speeches, but that's it. Like, Yeah, that's what I actually did um, for my past two weddings. So, you know, before I was shooting, my main camera was A7S from, like, 1998. Still, what? it's not really that old. I still <laughs> love that camera. The picture it puts out, it's always going to have a soft spot for right. it. Um, but for the past two, I've just put my camera on a, like a shoulder rig. Um, not like a shoulder rig, like you hold over your shoulder, but like a strap. Right. And it kind of just hangs. Right. Um, so that, I mean, the a7 III, like the stabilization is, it's decent. Like it's not like GH5 good. Right. Um, but it's good enough to where, you know, I can tuck my elbows and be handheld the whole day. Right. Um, even for the ceremony, which is good for me. I really love the handheld uh, energy and like emotion that it right. that it creates um, gives it a very realistic feel, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just um, you know the smooth motions or a locked off shot um, can kind of you know just break the reality of yeah he's throwing those super hard like he's trying to win money <laughs> um, but it can kind of like you know bring you back to reality that this is not real this is a production um, so that's what I want to avoid. But so one of my one of my points here about simplifying your gear is about helping people. Um, so like when you when you think of machines um, or like you know mechanical machines, the less moving parts you have, the less likely likely it is to fail. Um, I think that applies to everything. Right. So if I'm at a wedding and I'm trying to run four cameras by myself or five cameras by myself. Like, that's a lot of moving parts. And you're gonna look crazy like I do. Yeah, well, you, you always look crazy, but that's a different, that's a different podcast. Um, that's after hours podcast. Yes, ma'am, we're perfect, thank you. Uh, no, we're good. Thank you. Again, we are live from Schoolies Bar and Billiards here in Sanford, North Carolina, the middle of nowhere. Uh, and, and, I've been, and I've been drinking, just so you guys know. <laughs> you know. Jazz has had a couple. A couple. Um, yeah, so like when you when you think of the machines and the moving parts, so if I'm at a wedding and I'm I'm setting up four cameras and my GoPro and I've got a mic the groom, uh, you know this that and the other thing, like that's a lot of moving parts and that makes it easy for me to, as a person, you know, forget about one of those parts, those moving parts, or one of them to mess up. Um, 
and that just increases my risk for failure right. and also causes more stress on the user mm-hmm. uh, you know the camera operator um, director whatever you want to call it and it takes up more time right uh, which is a no-go for me right so with less gear uh, you know just using only what's absolutely essential it takes away some of those moving parts so you have less chance for failure there's a bug in here bro like it's flying around it's like between us it's like ping pong over here with this bug um I'm gonna eat it just do it do it up <laughs> it's less moving parts um you know it reduces my risk of failure um you know as the camera operator uh it also less stress you know because if i don't have to run over there and adjust camera four and three and two and one but instead i've just got to focus on one and two i've just kind of got set up just chilling um that reduces that risk so far down and then the third part of that is that it allows you time um so instead of you know so many people that i watch so like i watch a lot of people's wedding videos like people send me videos like hey can you critique this um and I always do, and sometimes I get a little harsh, but it is what it is. Yeah, right. like, don't don't ask if you don't want it. Right, exactly. <laughs> if you don't want the truth. Um, but I see so many of these videos where they, it's just kind. Of, I don't know if amateur is the right word, but it's like you know if we walk into this table right here and I want to take a a picture of this Tascam pouch, like you just roll in with your camera, and you're like, Choo. okay, like I've got so many places to be, I got to go to here. Instead like simplifying your gear allows you the time to really like look at this scene and imagine like okay so what's my best setup right like right. let me not just get like the first angle i see let me think about these angles right, right, right. like where's my light coming from how can i set this up to be the most cinematic it can be right um but if you're trying to run so much stuff like you got gimbals and sliders and cranes and you got dollies and like it's, it gets too complicated for a wedding i agree um now if you've got six months to shoot a film and you've got actors and production and you can retake, like you can experiment and do whatever you want. Um, but in a wedding, it's all about, it's gotta be in your subconscious. You gotta be able to, to like move on the go, like unburdened, you know, nothing holding you down. And that extra time allows you to be more creative. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, and that's, that's super important, especially if you want to, you know, be something that's a premium product or, you know, raise your prices from 1200 to 2500 or 2000 or from 2500 to 4000 um, you know being being able to have that creativity and that time to really look at a, a situation and know like what you're doing with it mm-hmm. it allows you to just really just be free right. and film without fear right of like you know oh, i got to get this shot i got to get that shot i got to get these shots i got to go over here got to go over here i got to do this got to get these people yeah um which is a recipe for a mediocre video right uh, um i'm glad you said that because while you were while you were speaking of it before you even brought up the um part number three i was thinking i can tell the difference in my in my videos whenever i have a a strong second shooter and whenever i have a weak second shooter mm-hmm. So whenever I have a weak second shooter, um, my videos are very, like you said, straight there. Mm-hmm. Very cookie cutter. Oh, oh, the groom is coming down the aisle. Boom. 
There's no creativity behind anything. Yeah, because you got to get all those shots. Yeah, I lack a lot of B-roll, you know. Yeah. Um, and clients, my sister-in-law's getting married. And she gave me a, a briefing of what she wanted, you know. I'm like, okay. Oh, new briefings. I've, I've been here. I've done this quite a couple of times. <laughs> but during her briefing, because I hit her up, just to, just to hear that particular angle. She said, I want all the details. And I was talking to a wedding planner. We're going to have a podcast with this wedding planner, actually. People pay a lot Same of money. Same one on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, she, yeah, that's We're going to have up. one down the line. Um, people pay a lot of money for details. Yeah. We don't know this as videographers, but flowers. Flower um, budgets are huge. Ribbons, mm-hmm. chairs, cards, anything at a wedding. People pay money for this. Yeah. They want to see it. And That's when why they you hire photographers. <laughs> when you're um, super duper busy and you're trying to do all this and that by yourself, you forget about it. For sure. Even though the wedding video, like I have wedding videos, you you won't even notice it, but it's very minimal B-roll, you know. Um, but it's because I probably had a weak second shooter, and I wasn't able to get anything like that. Yeah. Well, that's why as a solo shooter, if you simplify your gear, you got all the time in the world. You can do it all. Most of the time at weddings, man, I've got too much time. Yeah, I was looking back at some of my older wedding videos that um, people just fell in love with. And a lot of the times, I didn't have, I, I, well, not a lot of times, all the times, I didn't have as much gear as I used to have. Mm-hmm. So they gave me a lot more time to, like you said, be creative, think about things before you do it. Yeah. And um, you can tell it, you can definitely see a difference. That's, so. That's another thing that we should, we should touch on while we're talking about this. Video is not the same as photo. Right. So photo, you know, captures a moment. You know, just one moment, like, this is all you got. Of this moment, this, there's no other thing. It's just this picture. Right. Um, so, you know, everything needs to be properly exposed. You need to have the right balance, the right composition. Like, every, like a good photo has to be nearly perfect. Video's not the same. Right. Video is more of a feel. It's more artistic. Right. Um, in my opinion. And people also fall into that trap of thinking that everything needs to be that way. But like with video, you know, you can take a few different clips and piece them together. Right. And then you've got a scene. Yeah. So like, while I can take a picture of Chaz right here, and that's all we got, that's fine. But with video, you know, it doesn't have to be so quote unquote perfect because I can piece together several different shots here to give the feeling of like, okay, this is Chaz. Here's what we're doing. This is what's happening. The story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Video just has that power that the story, the instant proof, the ability to bring you in from one reality to another right. that nothing else has. Right. So that extra time, that creativity, you know, and allowing you to think about it, to shoot with your edit in mind already, um, it can become powerful. Dope. And people will pay money for that. Agreed. Yeah. And that's what I told one guy one time. It's kind of like selling drugs. Um, now, I don't sell drugs personally. Um, whoa, 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 what's, what's popping? Whoa. What's going on? It's a podcast. I don't want the feds coming for you. Nah, I'm not worried about feds. <laughs> <laughs> they can come up. Um, so it's kind of the same. So like, like I said, I, I don't personally sell drugs. You know, you live your own life. But like what, 
what my company offers is pretty much a drug. I give you a product that you can you can partake of. That it, you know, upon that you can laugh, you can cry, you can smile, you can be sad. You know, like a bittersweet sadness. Like, oh, man, I miss those days. Those were good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing else in the world that can provide that. Right. Like they don't have a pill or you know, something at the store or food or an experience that'll do that every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and people watch these things more than we think they do. Right. Um, like I had a, a bride, I shot her wedding this past January. She texted me about five days ago. said like, hey, like, I think the link must have changed. Like I was trying to watch my video again. Mm-hmm. She said, I watched it probably 500 times. Like she was obviously exaggerating. Right. Um, but like people they're into these things like they want to relive those moments um and you know having that like i said that time difference to be creative you know really allows them to relive a a better moment i agree i've had um i've had brides that i saw at other brides weddings and they're like oh man i still watch the wedding yeah like once a week yeah you know women I'm not sexist or anything, so don't get this twisted if you're a woman listening. It's already twisted. But, um, no, it's too late. <laughs> women, women pay so much more attention to wedding stuff than we do. Yeah. You know, like even my own wedding. I was I was watching my wife the other day. We got our pictures from my wedding. How are they? They were okay. Matter of fact, they made me want to become a, photo- a wedding photographer. Um, <laughs> um, only because. I saw all of the the messed up photos, and I was like, "Yo, she didn't even skim these." Like, oh, she just gave you like raw photos, <laughs> like raw photos. Oh, I was man. like, "It's so many pictures!" Oh my goodness! I, don't I was that. looking at them. I was like, "Yo, this is underexposed. This is way overexposed. This is okay." Right? Stuff like Did that. Did she like, even put them like through Lightroom or anything? No, no. Oh man, there was it was it was probably she probably shot JPEG and legit put them from the SD card to a disc. And was and like, here was you like, here you go, guys. Done. You know, Dang. and I was like, man, that's easy money. Yeah, I can send you my mistakes and everything, but um, <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> um, so, but she looked at these photos for like probably like two hours, and um, you know, I was dealing with a little sinus infection, and I was I wasn't even trying to get off the couch, and she was just so into it, and I was like, man, women are really into this wedding stuff. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, um, I look at her phone and like her screensaver is like wedding photos and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get me some and put them on my phone. I just got to find the right ones that I want because right. I don't want a ton of pictures. Like, I do like five. That's it. Five good ones. The amazing ones. Yeah, you that's know? all I want. That's it. And that's my wedding, you know. I'm going to start offering that as a package. So you get five clips. That's, I'm serious. <laughs> They're going to be dope, but that's all you get. And, um, so just keep that in mind. It's, we don't take it as serious, but... These brides do. These brides do. It's so serious. Because at the end of the day, it's their dream, you know. There's a fire truck. Yeah, if you guys can hear that, we apologize for the disturbances. Again, uh, news break. We are recording live from Schoolies, Bar and Billiards in Sanford, North Carolina. Sanford, North Carolina. Yeah, if you don't know where that is, consider yourself lucky. Yeah, because there's nothing out here. It's not all it's cracked up to be. I, I was surprised when they had a Walmart. They got a Walmart here? They had a Walmart. Okay. Yeah. They're moving up. I think they also have a Long John Silver's. I was like, oh, they got a Long John's? Yeah. That's 
Might need to go catch me some Long John Silver's when I leave here. I like Long John Silver's fish. Yeah. So just the plain white fish with some tartar sauce. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. That crunchy stuff on the outside, oh, whatever yeah. that the batter is. Oh, we just call them crunchies. It's good, man. Yeah. So, quick side note. Um, my first job ever was at a Captain D's. We had a Captain D's in Goldsboro. Uh, yeah. I was, I guess I was 15. Yeah. Um, and I fried fish. And I was like a machine back there, bro. Like, I could fry the best golden fish. And I'm just like, you know, scooping them out. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It was fun. They miss you, man. I mean, so they wanted me to go to Captain D's University, but that's, that wasn't my lifestyle. You know, like, that's not my life goal. Like, I was working there because I was in high school and had a girlfriend. I was like, I kind of just needed my movie tickets, so. Right. Like, I'm not really trying to go to university for Captain D's. I was, I was working at Piggly Wiggly grocery <laughs> store when I was in high school. It was cool. Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. A lot of you guys probably don't know what Piggly Wiggly is, but. Do they still have those? Um, in a couple small, really small towns. The small towns were like one stoplight. Yeah. Yeah, they still have them. Piggly, what was that other grocery store they used to have a lot Winn -Dixie. of? Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie. That's the exact one yeah. I was thinking. So, yeah. another side note. We're getting a little sidetracked, but that's okay. It's okay. Um, it's alcohol involved. The uh, Winn-Dixie that used to be in Burlington, where I live, mm -hmm. um, they had like a mass shooting there and had to close it down. What? Yeah, so in 2011, I went through police academy. Um, after graduating, I hurt my back and couldn't continue. Mm -hmm. um, but we had to learn about it since it was local. And like it was brutal, you know. Like looking at the footage and photos yeah. from like the crime scenes, it was awful, man. In the Win Dixie. In the Win Dixie, as a disgruntled ex-employee, oh, just yeah. went in with. Yeah, I think he had a pistol and a shotgun. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. Win Dixie. Boy, it was I awful, man. Well, he has some good Ooh. commercials. They used to always have the flame rolled steak that they flipped and then the flames came up and then the juices dropped and they had the good sear marks on it. Yeah. I remember that, man. That wasn't real. It was real. on the side of the trucks and everything, man. <laughs> I remember that, brother. That's too much. Yeah. So yeah. back back to our point here. Um, simplify your gear, guys. Don't get caught up in the gear acquisition syndrome. Um, you know, doing that just leaves you paralyzed thinking that if you just had that one more thing, this video would be better. Um, and we all fall prey to that sometimes, you know, thinking that there's something out there holding us back. But really, you know, just like most things in life, uh, this profession is 90% mental, 10% everything else. Right. Um, like, if you can get your mind right and, you know, your mindset, your creativity, your artistic ability, if you can get that right in your head, then, I mean, you could use a point and shoot and make something that will move people. Uh, in fact, I was just, uh, I think this was yesterday, maybe the day before, um, I was watching this video about gear, um, and the dude was saying, like, you know, he was pointing out all these, like, box office flops that had, you know, $150 million, $200 million budgets, uh -huh. and therefore any gear that they wanted. All right. Um, and they just did terrible because there was no story. Uh, and then he pointed out this one uh, video that their budget was $925. What? Um, they shot it, as, if I remember correctly, like on a handy cam, like a, just, you know, one of those little yeah. camcorders. Uh, and they won, like, several festivals and some other kind of award for, like, film of the year. Wow. Um, because it was such, like, a compelling story. That's dope. Uh, yeah, so, like, really, guys, like, I know the name of the podcast is Story Over Everything, uh, but that's because it's true. Like, mm -hmm. story is, is the whole point of this. Like, we're telling, we're storytellers. Right. Um, like, imagine if you were, like, a writer... And 
you know, you thought if I had a better typewriter or a different computer, I could write better. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you can, if you can put words on pages, that's what matters. Right. So like with video, if you can put, you know, motion picture on a screen, you've got what you need. Right. You've got what you need to be successful and tell a story. Focus on the story. Focus on building those, you know, attributes, how to tell stories, what goes into a story, which we'll go into, of course, on a podcast. Um, we're developing a lot of things, you know, as far as story um, and, you know, how to build them, the different parts of them. Um, but those those things take time. We can't just, you know, pop those off the top of the head right. uh, because there's so much that goes into it. Um, what else you got on this subject? Um, nothing really, man. Um, I, I feel like we've, we've turned all the stones for it pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident what we left, you know, hanging on the table. Yeah, just don't get caught up in it. It's not that important. So let's go on to the next. Uh, we, you know, we've got uh, listener questions. Um, so the first one uh, that we'll address is bucket list. I love bucket lists. Mm. I love to hope and dream. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big part of who I am. So the, I think the question was, and I don't have it in front of me, but like what were your, or what are your top three like bucket list weddings? Mm. Like, where would you want to be? What would you want to be doing? Like, if you could have, like, your way. I would say, um, like, so far as destinations. I love, um, I love, like, the Bahamas, you yeah. know. The I almost Bahamas had that one this year. It's pretty dope. Um, I would want something maybe um, to get away from the, de- from the, 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 the water and the sand. I would want something to like the UK, like London type joint I feel like you could tell a really great story there yeah like it's kind of like New York City like there's so much happening right like you could look anywhere and find right. a story and um either either like Cuba or okay. or um like Seattle I just love Seattle that's weird you yeah. just like the rain yeah I love Seattle there's umbrellas yeah. everywhere I love the way it looks um sorry for that explicit language in the background <laughs> but um I think those would be some of my top locations I want to shoot yeah so I don't know that I have particular locations, <clears throat> um, but I actually have a bucket list on my website. Um, the number one is The Office. So The Office is my favorite TV show all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that when me and my family travel, you know, going to destination weddings, um, if there's somewhere office related from the TV show, we'll stop mm-hmm. just to just to see it because mm-hmm. we love it. Um, and so, like, one of my top bucket list items will be to recreate. So in the in the show, have you ever seen the show? No, I was going to start watching it, though. I just got back on Netflix, like, yeah. this week. They, I, they have all the seasons on yeah. Netflix. So I'm just go ahead and binge watch that. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. I expect you to finish. Okay, thank you. I think there's only, like, nine seasons. <laughs> um, but so the, the main couple in the story uh, gets married in Niagara Falls, which we went to earlier this year because of that. Went mm-hmm. on the Maid of the Mist because of that, you know, so we could see, like, you know, what they were doing in the show. Um, but one of my bucket list things is to recreate the wedding they had in the show mm. um, and the wedding video, like down to the T. Like I want it to be exactly the same mm-hmm. just because I think that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, whoever wanted that would also have to be a gigantic fan of the TV show. Right. Um, so if there's anybody out there listening, hit me up. Um, the second one would be, I want to get into more elopements. Um, I would like to get into more multi-day events um, like Indian weddings and stuff? No, not necessarily. Right. Although they pay well. Right. 
Um, I had a couple inquiries on Indian weddings. Uh, I haven't booked any because it seems like most of them want someone with experience. Right, right, right. Um, and I'm not willing to charge a rate that's inexperienced right, for those. Right. So maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will. I don't know. Um, but multi-day events where, you know, let's say that, you know, a, a bride and groom are eloping and they're taking, you know, like a small plane, you know, out to the mountains or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're going to do like a road trip for a few days. Um, like I'd really, I'd really like to be in and capture that entire week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just follow them around and capture like just a real story, mm-hmm. um, almost like a documentary, uh, but more creative and, and emotional. Um, I think that would be amazing, uh, and I think it'd really have the ability to make such a compelling video um, if you did it the right way. Uh, the third is snow. I want to shoot a wedding in the snow. Mm. Um, And not just like, so I've had snow weddings before where it's like, oh, it's snowing outside. No, I want to shoot like a snow wedding. Yeah. I'm talking about like, how'd these people get here? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. you know, when you see movies and they like fly these little planes over mountains and it's like, nobody's probably ever been on that mountain. Yeah. Like that snow's got no footprints. I want to film there. Yeah. um, Well, I'm from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we get flurries, uh, that's it, brother. That's, that's it. it. Um, North Carolina, we're I'm, like that here. I'm not coming outside. Um. See, I'm from Kentucky. Um, <laughs> it's not going to happen. And in Kentucky, it snows more than it does oh, here, especially man. in northern Kentucky where I was from. Um, but I've noticed that in North Carolina that if it like, if there's a chance of snow and it like starts getting chilly, mm-hmm. people just shut down. Right. They start swerving their cars. They start slowing down, blinkers on on the interstate when it's dry. And then, like, once the flurries hit, hey, it's it, like man. a national disaster. That's it. It's crazy. I'm not coming out the house, man. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. I'm not coming out the house. Yeah, those would be my bucket list. Anything else you think for bucket list? No, maybe somebody skydiving, but... Mm. A skydiving wedding? Yeah, I just... How would that work? I don't really know. That wouldn't work. I just feel like they would do it. Um, are you are now... Husband and bride and jump out the plane. Something crazy. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be scary. I'm afraid of heights. I would want to do it just because of that, just to see I've done it. But yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Um, That'd be unique. Yeah, I just want to do more unique weddings. Yeah. Um, you know, as I as I grow um, and do more and more weddings, um, I don't want to say that I'm burnt out, but I want to tell a new story. Mm. I want the ability to, you know, see some new experiences um, and capture some new things. Right. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love weddings. Right. I love romantic love. I think it's amazing that people do that. Agreed. You know, they're just romantic with each other and want to spend forever together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of that. And, you know, as far as I see it, I'll be doing weddings for a long time. Right. Uh, because I love them. But with that said, uh, <laughs> Excuse the language in the background, folks. Uh, we are live from schoolies, as we've said. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd really like to, the ability to capture some unique stories. Um, you know, even something like third world country, um, you know, where their love means everything to them. Uh, it's really literally all they have. Um, chateaus, you know, somewhere in Europe, mm-hmm. mountainside, castles. Mm-hmm. I just want to capture things that like, they're not real to most people. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want to wrestle pigs in the mud, I'd like to capture that too. Just do something different. It's different. 
just be yourself. It's definitely different. I so the call I had with a bride earlier, we actually had this conversation um, about people are afraid to include themselves in their wedding. Uh, I don't know if it's like fear of judgment, but like you know the things they love. Like most weddings are just so cookie cutter. Right. Um, you know it's just standard, standard timelines, standard ceremony, standard vows. Right. Like, just everything's so the same. Like don't be afraid to go outside the box, son. Sure do. You know, skydive a little. Right. I like, ain't gonna hurt nobody. Skydive sky a wedding party in dresses. That would be super cool. Definitely. You know, if you're gonna wrestle pigs, cool. like do it in the wedding dress. Just go wild. Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so <laughs> let's move forward. Um, the next uh, listener question we had was about contracts. What do you know about contracts, Jazz? My contract is about six pages long. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure people don't read past page number two. They don't. One note about contracts is that they sign it and then they don't read it. That's it. Um, but it's essential. Yeah. You want that to fall back on because they should read it. Yeah. You should always read any contract you sign. Especially the ones that are like when you're signing up for YouTube or whatever else and it's like 30 pages long and it's on the internet and you got to scroll so much. Mm-hmm. Read every word. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. I do personally. Because they get you on something. <laughs> they get like they don't put them there for no reason. Yeah. There's something you need to pay attention yeah. to. Um, so what what is included in your six page contract, Jazz? Um, what's included is let's see here, food. You have to feed me. Mm-hmm. I don't want no stupid vendor meal. Um, a bag sandwich. I don't want that. I want the same people, the same food that your guests are eating. Let me interrupt you real quick mm-hmm. on that topic. This wedding this past weekend was the first wedding I have <laughs> ever been to that I did not eat at. No food. I guess you were just busy. No, they offered. So they went, this is the one where they went to the restaurant. There was no regular reception. Yeah. Um, so to eat food, I would have had to sit with strange people. And sometimes that's weird. So like at a normal reception, I can find a spot to sit, you know, with like the groomsmen or something, you know, right. like some of the people I've been hanging out with during the day. Um, but this one, the only spot that was available was this table that I hadn't even seen any of these people. They may not even been a part of the wedding. I don't know. Um, and she was like, you know, just find a seat. And I mean, they had prime rib on deck, um, but that wasn't like my wife made tacos. So I was thinking like, nah, I'm just gonna skip out early. I left and went home and ate tacos. Yeah, if I was really hungry, I would have just ate like I was in basic training and kept my eyes on my plate until I was done. <laughs> and uh, that was about it. Yeah. I feel you. I didn't mean to interrupt. What else is in the contract, Chaz, cool. besides food? Um, my payments, you know, 25% deposit, 25%, 75% pay prior to the wedding. Um, cancellation policies, um, refund policies. You do refunds? Uh, it depends. Mm. Uh, my refund policy basically states it's up to me. Um, right. The amount you're gonna get refunded, if you're gonna get refunded. Now, if you pick like, let's just say, so eight eighteen, I believe was a big date last this year. Right. Eight eighteen eighteen. So if you pick that date and you want to cancel later, and I got twenty six inquiries on that date, I'm sorry. No, you're not no. getting your money back. No. Because I lost so much other money. Yeah, you know, so much potential money out there. Right. Um, um, what else do I have? Um, I have a policy where if anything interferes with what I'm what I'm filming, it's not my liability. Yeah, I've got that as well. Um, 
you know, cell phones, messing up my signal, messing up the views, um, the church not allowing certain things. That's not up to me. Like, you have to do your due, dil- due diligence prior to me filming your wedding. Yeah. Um, what else is in there? Um, any other particular, like, I have a, a custom amendment clause in my contract to where if there's something in particular that you want that's not stated in the contract, I can add it in. Right. Um, that's pretty much it. Food, money. <laughs> the essentials. Yeah, like, and, oh, delivery. Yep. How I deliver. Um, um, I own the rights to your video. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pay me. You 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 own the rights as well. That after you pay, but um, until then, I own 100% the rights. So a little fact there. Um, as far as I know, in the United States, yes, man, we're perfect. Thank you. Um, in the United States, uh, you know, the creator of the content has rights, regardless. Right. Um, so you know, if you make a video, do whatever, like the rights are yours. Mm-hmm. Um, because you created the content, yeah. and if you're giving those rights away, you should pay. You should, you know, sell them. Right. Don't give them away for free. Right. That goes with like raw footage, things like that. Yeah. Um, just because that's something you took your time and your artistic ability to to create to capture. Right. Um, so my contract, Chaz, is pretty simple. Uh, also, we should say that neither me or Chaz are lawyers, uh, as far as I know. Oh, yeah, definitely say that. Um, so, you know, this is not legal advice. You should get all your contracts checked over by, you know, an actual attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, because if something happens and things get sideways for you, you know, don't tell them Chaz or Aaron told you. Right. Uh, because, you know, we're You're not lawyers. Your own. Yeah, <laughs> this is every man for himself, or every woman <laughs> for herself. Um, on my contract, Chaz, it, it's pretty simple. Um, the things I include are very clearly the deliverables. What exactly are you getting? Right. Um, if you don't understand that, I'm sorry, uh, but it's clear, and I make sure it's very, you know, upfront on the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you read any portion of it, you're going to read what you're getting, mm-hmm. um, because I don't, I don't need somebody coming back, um, you know, once they receive their video, like, oh, well, where's the rest? Right. Like, no, there is no rest. This is what you ordered. This is what you received. Right. Um, that is that is like really primary on my contract um and then i also have my terms and conditions excuse language again folks um i also have my terms and conditions uh and essentially what they cover is liability um and if you're getting an edward atwell film edward atwell is liability liable for absolutely nothing um and i do that because you never know what's going to happen um, you know, if if I'm at a an event, um, and let's say your event has kids or dogs, somebody runs, boom, hits my tripod, smash, camera's down, and you know I've got to try to get to a different camera to change the angle or adjust things, and I miss your first kiss. That's not gonna be on me. Um, uh, similar to you, like access to areas or locations tickets, money for parking, like any of that, mm-hmm. that's not on Edward Atwell. Yeah. That's on the couple. Right. Um, you have to secure access for everything. Uh, otherwise, it's not, I hope you borrow a cell phone because I'm not going to be there. Never um, but really, the, the bulk of my terms and conditions are for liability, um, you know, like the money involved and making sure everything is very straightforward and how this operation works. Right. Um, 
Yeah. Also, so that's that's the bulk of the contracts. I don't really have anything else to say on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you do need a contract uh, for both parties to be protected. Um, whether your videographer is negligent as a bride or if you're a videographer and things get, like I said, if they get sideways. Right. Like you need that in place to be like, you know, to, to go back on because you both agreed to it, you signed it, and now it's, it's binding. Yep. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. It's okay. I had something next that I was going to talk about. It's okay. And it's gone. It's okay. You ever do that? All the time, brother. Yeah, and it's just like on the tip of your tongue and you're like, boop, and it's gone. Gonna come back to you. Yeah, it might. What else you got? You got anything else on contracts? Um, nah, man. Just protect yourself. Just protect yourself. Protect your money. Yeah. And um, your brand. And that's it. That's really it. You know, in a nutshell, you can have, you can have all the jibber jabber you want to have in it, but um, those are just the the three main parts that you want to make sure I cover. Yeah. Number one, food. Absolutely. Number one, money. You better eat. You better get paid. And, and number three what's happening like you need to know who's getting what that's it that's it that's right i think that's about it bro. so for all the listeners uh this place is getting a little rowdy um we've got we've got a few gentlemen drinking alcohol and throwing sharp objects uh boards on the wall we're gonna wrap this thing up uh you know like always uh if you have anything for us you know please contact us uh let us know what you need to know how you need to know it, who you want to hear um, and we'll do our best to, you know, make those things happen. Um, like us, comment. You know, I would appreciate some more likes. We've only got six ratings on iTunes. Oh, yeah, we got to get some more of those, man. I feel like, like, come on, just, like, create an account, like it, leave a review. Like, we appreciate those things. Yeah. Because, like, the more the more of those we get, the higher search ranking we get. Right, right. And the more people that see us, the more people we help. There you go. You know, like, we're not getting paid from this. We're just doing this to help others. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Like, if you listen to it and you like it, just say so. <laughs> That's always, guys. It's been fun. It's been a little weird. Uh, I like weird, but it's been a little weird. A little extra weird. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you guys have a good day. I uh, appreciate you tuning in. And as always, 